0: I'm Megan Rout, and joined with Lainey Baxter and Abby Perrin for today's Roman News Flash.
1: Over to you, Lainey. In this podcast, we are here to tell you about the exciting events that have went down in our area of Rome. There's a whole lot of foreshadowing, Marcia,
2: internal
0: conflict, supernatural circumstances, and a struggle between good and evil. In this act, Brutus and Cassius will have to settle their argument to go up against the second
1: triumvirate. Previously, Julius Caesar of Rome has been assassinated, but we will get into that later on in this podcast. This just in. Antony has marked everyone, including his brother, for death. He is becoming a very sneaky and malicious man. That doesn't sound like the Antony we know. Brutus has decided
0: to trust Antony despite Cassius' disagreement. Was he right to do that or
1: wrong? Portia has died, we have yet to see him mourn, and the war will still go on. And in this country's dire state of chaos, will Brutus and Cassius be able to settle their differences?
2: During the beginning of this scene, Antony and Octavius
0: are trying to bring Lepidus to their side. Antony makes the comment that Lepidus is only fit to be sent on errands. I wonder how Lepidus would feel if he had heard that.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to find out what will happen next. Antony has asked Octavius... If Lepidus should be as high and powerful ruling, one of the three parts when dividing the world.
2: During the private conversation between Octavius and Antony, Antony says they will let him out of the triumvirate when they come to power. They believe he will only do
0: as they lead or push him to. This triumvirate seems kind of cold. And ruthless. I second that. Sorry, Abby, and Antony also compares Lepidus to his horse by saying, My horse is a creature that I teach to fight, to turn, to stop, to run, in a straight line. I govern the motion of
1: his body. In some ways, Lepidus is just like him. Antony calls for a council, and Octavius comes back by saying, And even some of the people who smile at us are, in fact, plotting against us. I'm afraid. Octavius is basically saying you can't trust anybody at this point in time. we are open to discussion about scene two.
2: Brutus has just entered talking with Lucilius and commands the army
1: to come to a halt. Then he asked how Cassius treated Lucilius. He responded that he was received with courteous and sufficient respect, but not with affection. It sounds like to me he wasn't
0: in the best of moods. I think Brutus agrees saying when a friend starts to get sick of you, he treats you artificially. Loyalty doesn't make anyone act phony.
1: Brutus to me sounds like a smart man.
0: At the end of their conversation, Cassius walks in with his men marching high and noble.
1: Halt, halt. What are you doing? That's
0: what the soldiers are doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: so during the third scene, Cassius accuses his Brutus of doing him wrong but they decide to meet discreetly and discuss their differences behind closed tents while they leave Lucius and Titinius
1: to guard the entrance. Cassius, and Cassius accuses Brutus of condemning and disgracing Lucilius for taking bribes and ignoring his letters. Brutus says Cassius shouldn't wrong himself in defense of a morally wronged man but
0: Cassius says in such a chaotic time Brutus shouldn't be so righteous. I think Cassius
2: was being kind of greedy and jealous to Brutus when Brutus called him out for being greedy and accused him of his own possessions to under undeserving men for gold. What do you think about this, Laney?
1: Well, in my opinion, Cassius has been trying to get taxes from the Sardinians and Philipp- Philipp- Philippians to pay for his army's food and supplies. What's your view on this, Megan? I think since he is a leader of the army, he is trying to get wages for
0: the men so they don't stop fighting. You have to think, these men have families to take care of.
1: Brutus brought up the the sad ideas of March and asked if they did it without justice.
2: He asked the question, is it really done for their own selfish reasons or for the real justice of their nation?
0: I think they all did it for their own selfish reasons, except for Brutus, because he is a truly honorable man.
1: I don't really know how I feel about Brutus. Is he really all that honorable?
0: Cassius brings up the fact that he is a more skillful soldier and tells Brutus not to provoke him. Do you think Cassius would really hurt Brutus if it came down to it? No, they seem pretty close
2: comrades, but Cassius sounds like he is getting a pretty big head.
1: Brutus just tells him, go ahead, rage till your heart breaks, and show your soldiers how mad you are. Cassius' questions if they've all been through has come to argument after argument. Brutus tells Cassius if he really believes he is the better soldier to show it.
2: However, Cassius defends himself, remarking that he is the older and more
1: skilled, uh, not better. Brutus says to Cassius, wouldn't dare uh, to tempt Caesar. Would anybody tempt him? I sure
0: wouldn't. Brutus says he would rather keep his honor than to bribe peasants. He doesn't like the direction that Cassius is going and tells him he needs to check his morals. He says he had just asked for gold but didn't want Cassius to go to such unholy measures. Cassius denies every
1: turning Brutus's
0: request for gold down. And then
1: Cassius rebukes, saying Brutus doesn't love him. Really, all Brutus doesn't like is his faults. Cassius says a true friend would never see those faults and would let them pass. Cassius had tried giving Brutus his dagger
2: and said if he had seen his faults to just go ahead and kill him like they did to Caesar. He remarked that Brutus loved Caesar more even when they killed him than he will ever love Cassius.
0: Brutus says, put away your dagger and do whatever you want, and he'll say Cassius' insults are just a bad mood.
1: It sounds like Brutus just wants Cassius to quit being dramatic and think about the battle at hand. Yeah, he sounds kind of like a drama queen. Sometimes when you're arguing,
2: even with the people you love the most, you say the worst and hateful things.
1: At the end of all their arguing, they make up, shake hands, and go off to battle. Brutus had his army stop for camp for the night. Brettis said he was tired and called for a bowl of wine to bring a lot. Tragic event. Portia had committed suicide by swallowing, uh, burning coals.
0: It sounds like to me she got a little hot-headed.
2: Lucius brought in a bowl of wine and toast, and they both ate and drank.
1: Masala entered in, and Brutus welcomed her.
0: Masala had gotten word that young Octavius and Mark Antony were both coming for them with their armies. They should be weary,
2: because the second triumvirate has put a hundred senators to
1: death with their new legal documents. Brutus said only 70 had been killed, including Dearest uh, Cicero. Seventy sounds like a lot, and now they've killed a hundred.
0: Macella asks about Portia and if he has
2: received any of the letters from her.
1: I think that if someone brings up Portia again, he is going to swallow burning hot coals himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brutus asks to move on to do their work and offers idea to march to Philippi. Cassius disagrees, but
2: Brutus wants to travel to Philippi to attack and get revenge. The people there are
1: loyal to him, and he doesn't want the other army to take that. Brutus tells Cassius the enemy gets larger every day, and they will only decrease. Finally, Cassius gives in to Brutus and goes with his idea to end the argument.
0: They all go to bed and say that they'll rise early, and they hope to not fight like they had been today. Brutus asks Lucilius to play the lute to help him get to sleep, but later sees he is tired and tells him to stay and play a few more tunes and then go to bed. However, Varus
1: asks to stand by his bed through the night. Brutus denies him and tells him to go get some sleep as well.
2: So finally, Brutus falls asleep.
0: It's good that he finally got to sleep. He has had a pretty rough day. I bet his dream gets pretty interesting.
1: I heard he had a dream with Caesar in it.
0: So, the ghost of Caesar came to tell Brutus that he would see him at Philippi. You only see ghosts when
1: you're dead, so it sounds like Brutus needs to watch his back. Brutus woke up and Lucilius asked him about crying out in his dream. He tells Lucilius to go to bed and that he hasn't done anything. He later asked
2: Varnus and Claudius if they had cried out or seen
1: nothing and they as we're winding down to the end of this scene, Brutus orders Claudius and Varus to go to his brother Cassius and tell him to advance his forces first thing and they would follow. Do you think they'll stop fighting? Who knows? They might all end up dead. Yeah, the ghost of Caesar really gave me the creeps. I feel that. I still have goosebumps from that crazy dream. Maybe we'll find out what he meant by that he would see him at the
2: battlefield. Maybe Brutus will reunite with his wife Portia, or maybe he will
0: become Rome's next leader. I don't know, but watch us tomorrow night for more Roman news.